Alright, this is too early to start podcast for me. You've been forced to actually, like, rise and shine and wake and work. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's technically not too early to start a podcast. Normally I'm up anywhere between four and six in the morning. But this morning, when I agreed to record early, I apparently slept in. So I got up at seven, which is when we were supposed to record. (laughs) So I still got my coffee that I'm drinking for my morning. Well, like Like that. You've you've got no one. What time is it over there? It's it's It's, going to be what, 8am? It's 8am now. So it is. For me, it should be late. But because of my sleeping uh, just doing what it normally does and throwing itself out of schedule. Uh, I, it's different for me this morning, so I feel like I should be feeling if I got up at, like, four or five. Well, you've got no one to blame for this weird recording setup this week because you're off gallivanting somewhere mysterious uh, on our normal recording time. And then on top of that, like, when we said, oh, what's, what's you know, what's the earliest you can do? You were like, oh, yeah, I can totally do 7 a.m. So, you know, you've really got no one to blame but yourself, Jim. It wait, is wait, there's a, there's a 7 a.m.? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, non-musicians know of the secret time. Actually, funny enough... Um... I'm sure I've mentioned on the show that I've always had trouble sleeping since I was a little kid, Mm. like really bad insomnia. And uh, as far as I can remember, I could never sleep properly. My routine was always out of whack. I was lucky if I was getting four or five hours some nights. I was lucky if I was sleeping at all some weeks. I tried everything. I tried every remedy. I tried every getting routines. I tried everything people suggested. Nothing worked. And I spent the last six months in therapy sorting out all of my life and childhood traumas and things. And for the last two months, I have slept like a fucking baby every night and woke up early in the morning. Isn't that fucking crazy? Are are you telling me that when there's less stuff buzzing about in your head, making a bunch of nonsense, it's easier to sleep soundly? That's, That's why it's like such nonsense when people have these remedies for insomnia, because the only way to cure insomnia is to stop your brain spinning around like mad. Mm. So, yeah, that's therapy is something I, I I would recommend to practically everyone. Everyone, yeah, yeah, especially the ones who say I don't need therapy. Yeah, don't be afraid to seek mental health help because that's a beneficial thing. That's usually a good idea. Um, It's good for you. Uh, Your your brain. If you find if you find the right one, it's a life changer. If if therapy hadn't worked for you, I did have one more suggestion for fixing your insomnia, Gavin, and that's try listening to Podquisition. I hear that that show ugh, put you right to sleep. Oh, I hear whenever that Gav guy talks, his voice is very monotonous <laughs> and boring. I thought it was because his voice was so soothing and calm and relaxing that it just lulled you into a sleep, and then you got woken up with a start when Laura and Jim start calling each other cuts. No, that's that's me. I'm I'm famous for my calming voice. With its <laughs> with its soothing qualities that just lulls you softly into a, a sense of sleep. It's a deep soothing bam of a baritone, Jim. It is. It is. It's it's a salve that you apply to your brain, Ear. ears, and sleep medicinally. I don't fucking know where this is going. Welcome to Podquisition or whatever it's called. I'm Jim Sterling. I'm here with Laura as usual. Hello, Laura. 
Hello, I'm here. I am tired and whatnot because I've just dedicated far too much of my life to playing through too many video games. I don't like video games anymore. Get them out of my life. I'm done with them. <laughs> yeah, that's me pretty much. I, I get at that point at least once a month. Mm. Um, I'm also joined by Gavin. Hello, Gavin. How are you? I'm good. I'm enjoying actually getting to play some video games now after a long work spell, so opposite of yes. you guys. <laughs> yes, your your work spell in, in includes less video games. Um, we'll be getting into what you've been playing. Uh, actually, I'm good with kicking off with that. Uh, yeah, you yeah. You have been playing some Zeldas, have you not? I have. It was this obscure little indie game that Laura told me about, said I better check it out. Yeah, you picked so up Jim one of those. Jim thinks it's the worst game ever made, but... Check it out anyway. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think of the worst game ever made, Gavin? That you went and bought a console for the worst game ever made because you, you picked up one of them Switches. Is it the okay. worst game ever made? <laughs> okay, right. Way too early to pass any judgments because I'm only like, I've only played a few hours. But there's already things that I love and adore, and there's already stuff that's starting to drive me bonkers. Okay. Is it worth getting the stuff that's driving your bonkers out the way now? Um, yeah, I'll talk about that first so I can then spend more time on the stuff that's cool. Hmm. Um, the weapon degradation. That's what I should have done. Like, <laughs> holy shit. I mean, you're talking four or five hits and, and the things break, which but to me is just... That's crazy. You're going to go one of two ways with that. You're either going to go the way that I went, which is as you go through the game, you're like, oh, these things are getting more durable and it's not bothering me anymore. Or you're going to go the way that Jim goes and goes, no, it never gets any better. I am frustrated the whole way through the game. Right now, it could honestly go either way for you. And I cross your fingers that you have a good time with that. But I I wouldn't mind, but your inventory space is so limited. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just constantly dropping shit weapons to pick up better ones, and this is only a few hours in. This is hap- I'm already getting frustrated with this, and also I maybe I'm just not used to the controller, but I hate it. I can't stand the you get the used switch to that. controller. I I will say like I had the exact same reaction. I loathed using in in any setup. Yeah. I loathed using the the joy cards. Yeah. But they, you do get used to it. Uh, I Seems still, I still hate the, playing Binding of Isaac with it. The stretch from your left thumb down to the directional buttons you need to press to get to that weapons menu, I'm just, I'm just not used to it yet because I'm so used to the PS4 and Xbox ones, which are quite similar. And uh, I find no matter what way I set the Joy Cons up, I can't get a comfortable. <laughs> a way that I'm comfortable with, but maybe yeah. I'll just get used to that. I mean, even when I was used to it, like my fatty, fatty sausage penis fingers yeah. would still like edge over onto. It's Hit just the, the curvature button. of the shoulder buttons they have. Yeah. It curves so low down that my index finger would every now and then, in the middle of a fight, like Link would stop and go, hur, 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 as I was accidentally priming him to throw his weapon several times during a fight. Um, I I actually died once or twice to that. The reason why you're having such trouble and I got on fine with it, Jim, is while you've got your big fat sausage uh, penis fingers, I've got my dainty, dainty, elegant lady hands. And for tiny, elegant lady hands like mine, 
the Switch is probably like it's the most comfortable controller to I hold know, because yeah, it actually we've... fits my hands. I think we've yeah. said this before. Like, like for you, it's it's almost a revelation, and for me, it's just what is this horrible thing? Yeah, um, it's it's very and and just even the shape of it. Like, I'm using it in the um, in inverted commas controller setup where you oh, clip in, them onto the, the yoke gri- in the grip yeah and even that feels really weirdly designed there's nowhere to put your fingers behind the things because they're sticking into the back plate and it's like what well, how do i honestly i barely use that controller grip i've just used them as basically the way that i would have held a wii remote and nunchuck oh, but obviously without <laughs> a cord between yeah, I them find that, i find that too disorientating it it took me a very small amount of time to get over the barrier of, oh, this is the same controller in both hands. I can have my hands apart and it's still a single controller. As soon as I got over that, that didn't take very long at all. Having both of those, like, casually, like, one to either side of each of my legs just kind of lounging down on the sofa, best way to play. I I love playing video games like that. Yeah. And I, I, as a, I mean, really quickly, I don't have much to say about the console because it's just you know it's a console but i love how dinky and small it is it's really it's really nice looking i was expecting some big fatty thing like the wii u but it's no it's a very nice piece of tech ain't nothing wrong with big fatty things (laughs) um and except when you're trying to hold it (laughs) to play something we deserve to be held Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, the the sad thing is, is I'm currently facing a position uh, where having a Switch should be ideal. Like, I'm now about to have the ultimate chance to test the Switch in the field. Mm. I am... I've got a plane plane trip tomorrow uh, at the time of recording. I'm going to Seattle, uh, where I may or may not... They've not told me I can't say it, so I'm going to be seeing Valve in Seattle uh, just to discuss some topics and (laughs) i should be thinking brilliant i can bring my switch except i beat zelda and i didn't think it was great enough to want to play it again Uh, i don't want to be swearing at broken fucking halberds on a plane uh yelling louder than the children screaming around me yelling how the fuck does a knight sword break it's for knights um, why can't Link throw a fucking punch? He's the hero. Um, there'll, there'll be a lot of that. So, I mean, I could bring it and play Binding of Isaac, or I could just play the version that's on my 3DS that is, yes, inferior, but also is playable. So, um, and, and not annoying. Um, uh, I don't know what else to, to, like, what, what else is there on it that I can bring on a plane? I, that I, isn't Zelda. So I've, I recently did some travelling as well. I had um, a couple of journeys that were probably three to four hours each way um, on trains. I was playing more Zelda because even though I've finished the the main quest, like there's a bunch of side quest stuff that I'm still enjoying. I'm enjoying hunting down the... the, um, Enjoying trying to hunt down more shrines and things. But um, otherwise, I've been playing Fast RMX, which is the... uh, Zero S game where you've got to switch the colour of your okay. vehicle to match I'm the make a note boost pads on the, the track. It, it's so, a sort of high-tech, very, 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 very fast racing game. Yeah, I, I saw that in the shop. I have been mm. tempted by it. What's it called again? Because when we're done recording... 
because I've got to get ready for packing and everything. Yeah. Um, I might load it up with some stuff That's to try right. on the um, plane. Fast RMX. I'm just counting the minutes till I can finish my very first I know. point about I'm, Zelda. I'm very aware that we went away from you, Gab. I feel yeah. bad. Sorry, um, you, were talk- you went on to system, and then I was like, okay, yeah. time to talk system. I tell you what, we'll put this on hold and go back to the Zelda. Let's get all the Zelda done, because yeah. I don't want to talk about Zelda ever again. we've talked a lot about again. Zelda, and um, some people but, probably want to skip. Gav... <laughs> Um, yeah. Keep on with you. No, well, it's it's not it's not just Zelda talk, is it? It's it, it's people should be tuning into the podcast to hear what we want to think about stuff. I don't know yeah. why else they would. Uh, so do please continue talking about the Zeldas. Um, yeah. So it seems to me like there's a lot of stuff in the game that's designed to be as annoying and tedious as possible. Like, yeah, it's that, a game like, full of dick moves. For example, the health system, which for me was the also, the biggest problem I had in Horizon was how tedious the health system was. And this is ten times worse than that. Um, just having to click into the menu. Now, maybe I just haven't figured out a fast way to do it yet. Can I hotkey, like, healing items? I, I believe you can set up your food to one of the D-pad directions as the way that you would with sword shields, bows, or whatnot. Yeah. But even gathering the, the healing stuff just feels really tedious. Everything and the is fucking stamina. Yeah. Not since Alan Wake have <laughs> I seen someone who looks so fit not be able to run at all. I, I feel mean, like the starting version of his stamina, I could outrun him. Yeah. And and I couldn't what? outrun a, a dead animal. To be fair, he's been dead for a hundred years. He he might so be a I. little bit, you know, out out of practice at exercise. Oh, Even his so, I mean, is like by game, so stingy though. By game <laughs> protagonist standards, like like I I said in the review, and I still say it. I had to upgrade that stamina wheel enough to where I basically had two stamina wheels, and when I had two stamina wheels, I felt like that was acceptable for the protagonist of an open-world game to start with. That was acceptable starting. That meant four upgrades, which is what? 16 shrines? I'm shit at math. 16 fucking puzzles to get where I felt the character's stamina should have begun from. So I'll agree with you in as much as stamina was the first thing I was upgraded, I, I got my second stamina wheel as soon as possible. For me, it didn't bother me too much because as soon as I was off the Great Plateau, I very quickly went and found a horse, basically used a horse for fast movement until I had my stamina up to that point and then started doing more movement on foot. I just think for open world games, infinite sprint as standard. I don't see any reason not to have it as standard because you're doing so much time moving. I mean, no. I'll I'll understand in as far as I see what they were going for with the climbing and everything. Like, I feel like salmon is there predominantly for climbing mountains and stuff. Yeah, I think in I like case, it. I like it for that. Save it so for far. that. Yeah. yeah, like say you didn't need to apply it to sprinting. But they don't. Want and, you to and also, the stamina the wheel world. is the stamina <laughs> wheel is a hideous, ugly blot on the screen as well. Oh God, yes, stylistic. And it co- it covers up my weapon when I'm when I'm running. Mm-hmm. And I can't look at my weapon. <laughs> yeah, I went into the options to uh, look at things. You can remove certain bits of the HUD. Not the stamina wheel. That you can never get rid of. Or change or minimise or put somewhere else. Uh, like, they could have put it under your hearts. They could have done something 
so that yeah. you've got a visual idea of it. Or, or even if they had to put it near the character, a little white bar or something. But this garish green circle that just appears... Like, most of my game, I'm spent watching this circle deplete yeah. and then refill and then deplete and refill. And I'm like, that, this, isn't, if it's, this isn't my idea of fun. If it's frustrating me after a couple of hours, I, I have a feeling it's going to frustrate me a lot more after 60, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, once you upgrade your stamina, uh, you know, solve 16 puzzles, upgrade your stamina four times. Uh, <laughs> it ain't so are, bad. The puzzles are fun, though. They're, they're cool. They're I'll right. get, I'll get on to the good ones. stuff. The good stuff, because... Yeah, okay. We, t- we do tend to criticise a lot, but... Uh, yeah. It's it's okay. It's way better looking than I thought it would be because the style mm. carries it. Um, oh, sorry, just one more criticism. Go Jesus on. fucking Christ, the performance is abysmal. Mm. We I have yeah. I, when I'm I'm used to PC gaming, so when I'm playing a game that chugs this way, I keep my brain keeps telling me I've set something wrong. Yeah, we, you know? we were we were talking about this before we started the show today, me and Gavin, and like this is the issue I've been talking about since I played the Wii U version back at E3 last year. I was talking about it when I previewed the Switch version in January. The problem is, the grass effects when playing Breath of the Wild docked cause the game to chug. Grass mm-hmm. effects are the big thing that do it. There are a couple of yeah. other scenarios that will cause some minor frame rate dips, Grass effects in abundance are the big thing that do it. And it's really irritating that the biggest area of high detail grass effects that causes chugging frame rates is super early in the game. It is as soon as you leave the starting area, the Shrine of Resurrection, you start running down the hill, you hit a big patch of grass, and you get a nice performance hit. And it sets a really bad tone starting that game off that the starting area is probably one of the worst areas for for weird performance dips due to grass. Yeah. It, it, anyway. <laughs> it happens less on the handheld version, but yeah, mm, it yeah. doesn't run great, does it? The handheld version ain't great for me when I'm trying to capture footage. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. exactly. Um, okay, uh, so yeah. on to the good shit, the good shit, because yes, there's yes, loads yes. of good shit. Uh Okay, I absolutely adore the visuals and atmosphere. Um, it, it's funny because people were comparing it to Dark Souls because the runes and stuff, but I'm getting much more of a Team Ico vibe from it. It's it's reminding me a bit of Ico and I think and there's the a Last lot Guardian. of inspirations. I think yeah. I think you can see Dark Souls there. You can see Team Ico stuff there definitely. Uh, they took a lot of Monster Hunter, of course. They took a lot of inspirations from a lot of games while still keeping it. Fairly Zelda feeling. That much I do yeah. uh, respect from what they've done. Yeah, definitely. And as a, as a physics playground, it's just wonderful. Like, I'm only three or four hours in, but or not even that, I'd say. But already there's been three or four occasions where I've thought to myself, what's that? I wonder if I try this, would... Nah, they, they wouldn't put that in, would they? And the answer has been yes every single time it worked. Yeah, that's like, always wow, been a bit of fun. This is this is really amazing what they've done the, there. I think for me it was the first time I saw a dog and I'm like, I bet if I drop meat down it'd eat the meat and, and it yeah. did. Uh and, and you're right, that is uh, that's one of the things I said in my review, it's one of the reasons why I scored it so high yeah. was that um it 
it, it, there's a lot it doesn't tell you mm. that yeah. you don't need to do, but if you were to do it on a whim, they've come up with a contingency. There's a, a TV trope page called The Dev Team Thought of Everything, mm. yeah. uh, which is one of my favourites to see in a game because yeah. I just love that, that my weird behaviour has been anticipated. Yeah. And it makes you feel a bit like less special as a human. That you're clearly such a trite, predictable human being, <laughs> but, but ga- most games don't bother these, with that. People who play these kind of games naturally, I think, have always been like that. Who they kind of want to see how far they can push it, and if they try mm. something, will it pay off? And I know you yeah. mentioned diving into the little pond and being rewarded for that, and and also there was um, there was an area near the beginning where there was a room with some enemies in there who killed me a couple of times and then on my third way down to the room I noticed something up above them and I was like what if I and then, and it is, paid off is and this, I was like is that this is the group of cool. enemies inside the skull shaped building yeah. yes yeah. yeah it's it's and it, stuff and it, oh, it's... it wasn't just a case of hit the thing but it was a case of hit that particular part of the thing that physically makes sense mm. do you know it, what I mean I think that's the thing that's enamored me so one of the things that enamored me so much with it is the 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 logic of that game world makes a lot yeah. of sense. Like there's a lot of things that I felt stupid when I eventually worked them out because it's like of course that makes sense. Yeah. The reason why it took me so long to work out is yes that's how things work in the real world and it makes sense yeah. logically you're, you're in the not, real world but it doesn't fit to, with game logic. You're not used to video games allowing you that much. Yeah logic to solve your problems exactly um like there's there's an example this this um, is not silent hill puzzles (laughs) yeah there's an example uh completely spoiler free there is an example early on of a quest i went on where uh the first time i did it i spoke to the npc they told me where to go i did the thing came back to them second time playing through the game i knew what quest the npc was going to set me on so i went and did the quest anyway without their help went to the NPC to be like, hey, I did a thing for you. I got a completely rewritten set of dialogue in which, like, the first time round, the NPC tried to play a trick on me and all these sort of things. None of that happened. I got a completely different narrative path with that NPC because I knew what I was doing and did their quest without them having to tell me. And it's stuff like that that I'm just like, oh, that's really interesting. I didn't have to trigger a quest in order to complete it. And the devs thought enough about that to create different content for me for doing it. And I quite like that. Yeah. I I just love the amount of thought that's been put into that stuff. And that's only a couple of hours in. I can't wait to see what else there is. Yeah. Um, That that stuff does continue the whole way through. I'm I'm well over 100 hours in. I'm still finding things that I'm surprised exist and work and can be comboed with each other in the game um just my last thing that i really am enjoying so far you know for me atmosphere is a huge thing in my experience in games it's like probably the number one thing that'll keep me in a game the longest and it's it's done beautifully like there hasn't been many like epic moments yet but there was one and it's when you find your first tower and even mm. even that little cutscene just made me go, "Ooh, that's that's cool. That's epic, and that's full of atmosphere, and that's making me want to go out into the world and explore it." So yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more into it. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to hear how your experience is going to go going forwards because mm. I will maintain that the the opening of this game is the weakest part of it. Um, 
the 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 great plateau that starting just, just, area that just you... like a, just like another game that came out recently <laughs> <laughs> yeah no like the the starting area you're in the great plateau it mm. i was very very critical of the demo for breath of the wild which was just that great plateau yeah i went from being very critical of that starting area to giving that game a 10 when i was done with it so like that i think that game gets a lot better once you get past the starting area yeah. But hopefully the things that are annoying you annoy you less going forward. But if they don't, then that's I fine, because so. we're adults and we can disagree and hope, that's okay. I just hope I can find some weapons that don't break. And I'm not exaggerating literally in five to six hits. Oh, <laughs> no, no. For me, even at the end game, I was, you know, fighting uh, moblins and the sword would I'd be lucky if the weapons I had even late game weapons would last more than a few fights I um, I, I never felt like it was getting better I still fundamentally disagree with this and what I need to do at some point and I have the footage captured I just need to get some editing together with it is I have some footage of me getting a weapon that is just a standard weapon I could get from an enemy and proceeding to use it for an hour and a half of combat I do I not know, know but, how you but, manage that. I, I have but, footage of it, and I'm going to start putting it together. But and not do everyone's going to have that experience at the same time. No, and e also, equally, not everyone's going to have quite as bad an experience as Jim had with Here's durability. a huge niggle I have with the weapon system, right? Mm. I, I wouldn't mind it half as much if I could queue up some kind of an order where it automatically switches to the next weapon when one breaks. It's just having to go into that fucking menu every five minutes is just really annoying. I just <laughs> you know, from if, the if, if my weapon broke and it would just go to the next one and I could keep fighting, I actually wouldn't mind that much then because it would just be a it would be a fluid mm. system then, you know. For me, it didn't bother me because I felt it was a quick enough thing to be like, right D pad, flick the stick, undo right D pad, back into combat. That didn't yeah. feel like it broke the flow up for me. But obviously that's, you know, different for everyone. I certainly yeah. like the, that idea you've got there, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to that being a thing that they added. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I really hope they let me hotkey health items at some I, point. Again, I don't be too critical if I'm wrong, but I think you can hotkey it to one of the, uh, the D-pad buttons. You can <laughs> hotkey food. I may be wrong, but I believe you can. I mean, I, I, I never saw that option myself, but again, you know, caveat could be wrong. Um, there's a lot of stuff they could have made more convenient either way. You yeah. know, cooking should not be it, it, five it, ingredients in a thing. And, like, a Zelda I game cooking, shouldn't be reminding me of No Man's Sky. <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Overall, though, I think it's it's going to be great. It's going to take a long time for me to finish it because I'm only playing it because my PC has to go and get fixed because it's running at 90 degrees when I play Mass Effect, which is not not okay. It's not okay, but you're not alone in that. It It is really taxing people's PCs more than it should. Really? Which still makes me laugh. The idea that Mass Effect Andromeda is challenging PCs. And I realise that, obviously, because... I've played enough shit on Steam to know you don't have to look good to challenge a computer. Uh, my computer has struggled to run some of the worst-looking games ever just because yeah. of how badly optimised they are and everything. Um, but still, just the idea 
that Mass Effect Andromeda is causing, you know, high-end <laughs> oh, computers to the, struggle. The, come on, some of it is very pretty. Like, the open world's areas are Pre-rendered stuff gorgeous. is. Yeah. But, you know, Doctor Strange is very pretty, but I'm pr- pretty sure I can play that on my computer without problems. The funny Such thing is, the is, nature though, of pre-rendered footage. I'm pretty sure it's my PC, though, because it goes up to 90 as soon as I, like, load the game up before even going into a world, and I'm like, oh, that's not good. Fall- uh, and Fallout 4 shouldn't be running in the high 80s, really, should it? No, it really shouldn't. That's It does sound like there's maybe something going on with your PC as well yeah. as the Mass Effect issue. Mass um, Effect Andromeda's buggy as hell, though, right? Maybe uh, Mass Effect broke my PC. <laughs> Ma- Mass Effect got less buggy for me as I went on, but um, I know that's purely anecdotal. Yeah, this there, is the weapon durability def- thing again. Uh, yeah, like, it's not for me at all. Uh, am yeah. I just having, like, have I just got, like, the, the magical guardian fairy of better experiences with um, anecdotal stuff in games at the moment. No, Laura, I, I haven't encountered many bugs in Mass Effect. At oh, least oh not, not any game-breaking ones, and none that are actually annoying. I've had stuff like in Jim's video when they will spawn in midair and drop down. I've had little things like that. I, I well, once I think... had an NPC kind of stand almost in a T-pose and jitter for about four, four seconds. Uh, on, only once, and he sorted himself yeah. out. He just co- sort of T-pose jittered for a second. I've been killed <laughs> twice in cutscenes. Uh, and I what? have... <laughs> yeah, oh, I, twice. I got killed during a conversation, actually. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. It was, yeah. a, it was a forced cutscene conversation. I got killed twice in one of those. Uh, and there's there was one instance. I've got footage of all this. Like I've got the the amount of Mass Effect footage in the Jimquisition this week is just because I've got more than I know what to do with. You should, uh, Jim, make that a separate video of just the bugs because those I've videos do really well. Yeah, I've been considering just putting a bug thing together. Um, I I did it with a uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, but barely anyone gave. People were mostly annoyed. Uh, that it wasn't a full impressions thing. But then again, I have done an impressions of Andromeda, mm. and I'm going to do another one later this week, just because my my opinions have updated. Um, it is atrocious in its quality assurance department. Um, the bugs, the bugs I showed on the Jimquisition, a lot of people, you know, might not have appreciated this. All the ones playing in the episode were captured in one setting. One, sorry, one sitting. One, uh, I meant to say session and sitting at the same time there. Both of them mean the same thing. That was just one gameplay chunk. I, I encountered all of those in, in one go. Uh, it wasn't like that's my entire experience from beginning to end. And like yeah. I said, I got way more footage that I ain't used yet. Um, it's been consistent. More than... like. There's even stuff that, just because I'm like... I, 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 I've got too much. There are bugs I've left on the table and not, not you know, hit the share button and, and recorded for posterity because they were too, you know, they were mundane next to some of the really wacky shit that was happening. Yeah. So for me, uh, and, and it, again, it might be a system thing as well because I'm playing on PS4 and Scrub. at least on that version, Scrub. God damn. You can say scrub all you want. <laughs> I, I like my, uh, my third You should be like me to... and have a burn your PC to the ground. <laughs> so, I would have expected to have worse issues with bugs on PC, but I'm playing on PC and I've seemingly had less issues with bugs than you're having, Jim. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess so. Because, like I said, like I mean, 
it, I can only say what I've seen, and, and indeed I've shown people what I've seen, and, and, and for me it's just been unbelievable. And that's not to say I think the game is bad. Um, I said when I, my first impressions, my initial impressions, playing like the first hour, I was like, well, I'm, I'm probably looking, if I, if I were to guess at a score, maybe a six if it's lucky, but it might creep up to a seven. The, the actual <laughs> combat is good. Yeah. So, uh, and the story gets interesting. So what you're saying is it's it's as good as Breath of the Wild brackets ten out of ten. Now I <laughs> I am committed to not comparing the two games at all. I know. If I, I do know. end up giving it a seven and people, you know, take that on their own heads, then whatever. I um, I'm, what I will say I'm well aware is that's that, a stupid thing to compare. I I'm just, I'm just messing with you because I love you, Jim. <laughs> I'll say this much though. People um, can do preview coverage of ukulele right now. Mm. Um, and and all I'm going to say is, if you pre-ordered it, think twice. Um, me and Jim had a bit of a chat about that this week. Um, obviously, this is not a review because the review embargo has not yet lifted. But, um, ooh... Ooh, before before we move on, very to, before we go to that, right? Really quickly, I have one more point to make about Mass Effect. Yeah, very quick. Sure thing. Go on. Liam, Liam is the worst fucking squad mate in a Bioware game that I've <laughs> ever had the misfortune <laughs> of having to spend time with. He can fuck off. I'm going to make him switch rooms with PB. I'm going to sneak in the middle of the night and fucking eject that launch pod off. Blast into space. him out. Yeah. Um, I've not. I've not fuck had Liam. much experience with Liam. I've been. Uh, any character I'm not that interested in, I've just left and not yeah. bothered with. So I've I've, I've only see, been talking to like three characters. I kind of hated him from the moment he opened his mouth, but then in his like loyalty mission, it's it's based on him doing something really fucking stupid, which made me hate him even more. And then during the entire mission, he barks orders at me, and oh. I was like, "Yeah, no, Liam, you're going out the fucking airlock." I hope. There's a point in the story where I have to choose to either leave him or someone else on a planet that's going to blow up. Because <laughs> Liam is blowing up. Sorry, rant over. No, you know, that, that's no fine. Worries. Rant away. No, you're, you're, um, you're fine. But I still like PB, despite. PB. <laughs> I, I guess the internet doesn't like her, but I like PB. I, I, and I, I like do PB. like that a mission gives me a little ro- robot friend. I don't get the hate for PB. I no, nor do I. I one of one of my favourite squad members, but um, yeah, I know, take I've her on seen every Bioware, mission because she I've has seen the Bioware power. do annoying. Oh god, we're out of sync. That's all right. One of you do a talking, and then the other. Jim, you go ahead. Just being rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say I've seen Bioware do annoying. I've seen them do annoying fucking characters, and PB isn't even top, top anywhere near the top ranking of annoying characters. Yeah. She's got traits that I look at and think, okay, I can see why the internet would latch onto this as an annoying personality trait, but none of them are dialed up. It's it's all fairly muted, and beyond that, she's you know, she's kind of wide-eyed and optimistic, and yeah, yeah she says some cringy stuff every now and again, but it's nowhere near as bad as. So uh, does everyone in that game? That's the thing. Yeah. Like compared to everyone else, she's no more cheesy and and kind of yeah. two-dimensional than anyone else. I found Gil. And they're all fairly rote. Gil to be the worst written character, actually. And yeah, there it's are characters on there who are. Bigger tryhards and less likable. Mm. Um, so I like I like PB. I do like um, is he Drac the Krogan? 
Yeah, Drax. Mm. Great. Uh, I, 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 I like Jarl. He's okay. He, yeah. He's kind of got that stoic kind of character. Um, mm. They're all fairly what I what you know stock Bioware characters, uh, which they always have. The only character. Oops, sorry, just hitting things on my table. The only character, the only stock Bioware character that hasn't appeared, and, and obviously I've got the full roster now, so it won't. Is the one ally who clearly is murderous and wants to kill everyone. The the HK forty seven or whatever that monster thing was in Old Republic, and they mm. almost always have the the generic, they have the generic like charmer kind of guy, uh, mm. which I think they wanted Gil to be in this one, and it went horribly <laughs> wrong. They have the peppy girl, they have the serious woman, they have the you know would be a bad guy if they wasn't a good guy. That's the one that's missing from this one, I think. It's it's the the one stock bioware trope character that I've not seen. I think that I think that person does arrive later. Mm. Yeah, not on the squad, but I th- I've heard there's a character who's a bit Han Solo-ish. Right. Yeah. right. Laura? Okay. Yeah. Have you romanced anyone? I have been doing some romances. Um what are, what are you wondering about the romances? Um, just have you done it? Because I seriously have not met one single uh, person that I want to romance in that game. Uh, I I have. <laughs> I generally I generally don't really care about that part of Bioware games, but in this one, I especially don't care about it. I've I've done a couple of them just out of curiosity, and I have one observation at the moment that I want to talk a bit more in depth about at some point, which is the fact that. Heterosexual romances seem to play out for longer scenes with higher amounts of detail than gay romance options. If you pair two characters of the same gender together, you seem to cut to black an awful lot quicker and have an awful lot less shown. And well, this doesn't make sense because this game is SJW propaganda. Uh, yeah, it, I know it's proven it's, in a laboratory. It is SJW propaganda, but apparently. It's SJW propaganda that fades to black quicker on gay romance scenes. And now that's just from my experience and what I've seen. It may be that there is something that tips that the other way and that that might not be accurate. But some of those scenes scenes seem to be a lot more detailed and lengthy than others. And so far it seems to be drawn across heterosexuality lines. Well, my my pathfinder's turning down men and ladies and aliens alike. I mean, she's got... She's got a galaxy to explore. She ain't got time to be fucking going down to Lexi to sort out some cosmic fucking STD. <laughs> well, you can you can fuck everyone you want, but depending on the sex of who you you ultimately oh, choose yeah. to fuck. Oh yeah, can you do multiple you ex- fucks? Not can you fuck like multiple people. Not in the same playthrough, I don't think. Okay. You've got to you got to do. Well, multiple I was given the option of no strings fucks. attached. I was, I was I've been given two options actually of no strings attached fucking. There's of. Where it says outright that, you know, you can go and do whatever else you want to do, but this'll just be its own separate thing. So I think there are certain characters you can have a bit on the side with. Yeah, I was wondering that with the reporter. Because it let me flirt with the reporter, and I was like, if I sleep with this reporter now, does that mean my character's going to be like have to be their partner. There's, there's two separate categories, I think. Like, uh, if, if you played... Th- uh, like, this won't mean anything to Jim, but for Gav, was it three where you could romance the um, the secretary that worked by your desk? And you could have sort of a separate thing where, like, she ends up having a nude shower in your room or something, and that oh, could happen separately from oh, the trainer, romance. Oh, Trainer, was it? Train- was it tra- I think it was Trainer. 
that you could you could you could kind of semi romance them and get like oh here's a sexy scene, but then you go back and do your actual romance. There's a couple of characters where you have a thing like that where it's like, hey, do you want to do a thing? This won't be like your end game romance, but you can do a sex thing. But if you go for one and you're like, I'm committing feelings to this and I'm going to tell them that I have feelings, that's when you go down the path of, okay, you can't romance Mm. more than once. Yeah, that's what... I think my my Pathfinder at some point will probably get laid, but just really none of the characters appeal to me, i.e. her, enough yet to actually think they're worth being in a She might get laid, but she ain't (laughs) fallen in love anytime soon. No, not with this bunch, anyway. (laughs) As um, I saw on on um, someone, yeah. it was I think it was Alice Bell from uh, what's that game site? The video gamer. Video gamer. She just had a she had quoted a picture of like which teammate are you gonna have? And she just had swipe right, swipe right, swipe right. Mass Effect. Sorry. Mass Effect. So we did have a few bits of news this week. Um, there's a couple that I thought were interesting. So. Um, there's, Did you want to talk about ukulele? Sorry, before I interrupt I, you. No, that's all I wanted yeah, to say, really. Because um, l- I've already written a lot of the review. Yeah. And I don't want to repeat too much Ooh. of it. And you can only talk about up to a certain point. Yeah. Um, next next week's recording is a day after the embargo lift. So next week is going to be the okay. one I think me and, me and Jim are going to get into talking next about Next week's going to be brutal Uh So, so Puke, puke-a-lele. So far, all I'm going to say to avoid uh, get, being in embargo troubles is... That, that yeah, I'll, I'll say this much. If, if you've looked at trailers and ever thought it looks a bit choppy... I yeah. I have many 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 thoughts about ukulele. Um, yeah, yeah. See, a, a, a bit is yeah. is, is not quite it. But but that's that's that. Um, I've I've been considering breaking my normal thing of no previews to write a little preview of this, just because obviously a lot of people put Kickstarter money into it and have pre-ordered it, and 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 even talking about the bits that we're allowed to talk about, I can still say, uh Yes, obviously oh, only saying uh, about the bits that we're allowed to talk about, obviously. Yeah. <sighs> Let's talk about some news. Uh, Lego City Undercover on the Switch has brought up a weird, interesting thing about Switch cartridge costs that I thought was interesting. I don't know whether you'll both find it interesting. It is a game that ships on a cartridge... But the cartridge requires a 13 gig download to run. Now, the reasoning for this seems to be that cartridge proprietary cartridges cost more to produce than discs do. So multi-platform games currently are largely costing more on the Switch than they are on mod- on other platforms because of manufacturing costs. However, one of the ways that developers and publishers can cut down on their manufacturing cost for a Switch cartridge is getting a Switch cartridge with a lower amount of internal memory in the cartridge. This is primarily designed for smaller games, so like if your game doesn't need the full 32 gigs or whatever on a cartridge, you can, as a, as a developer or publisher, you can produce a smaller capacity cartridge. But it seems that in order to keep costs paired across all systems on Lego City Undercover, the Switch version 
has deliberately chosen a cartridge size that is cheaper to produce, doesn't fit the full game on, and then requires 13 gig of download, which is over half the internal memory of the console, in order to run. Basically, so they're like, hey, we'll put part of it on the cartridge, but you're going to have to download the rest because we weren't, we, we weren't going to pay for a bigger cartridge. And it just doesn't run unless you download 13 gigs, and it's a game on a cartridge. I mean, I'll say this much. That's not much different from what a lot of video games already do on other systems. You'll buy a physical copy and be expected to download 50 fucking gigabytes of shit. Well, usually uh, that's... Which I find fucking annoying. Usually that's patches. And if the game's not online in any regard, if it's not got an online component, you can usually plug it in and... Even then... Even then, like most of the, the the discs I've bought have had forced installation, like not like not patches, forced installation. An, an installation wouldn't be so bad because then you wouldn't need data to do it. Because if it's an installation, you can install off of the cartridge I mean, or I your see disc what you're or whatever. Saying. It, no, no, no. I totally yeah. see what you're saying. It, uh, I'm just saying it's as someone who criticizes the Switch a lot. This is more to me just a sad continuation of an industry standard more than uh, a uniquely, oh my god, Nintendo did a stupid. Well, it's... It's 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 not that I'm arguing this is bad. Mm. Uh, I'm just arguing it, I guess, from a different perspective. That's fair. I, I see your side, that it is something that is already an industry problem as it exists. Um, I think that it's interesting as a, a concern... Just from the realm of, this is 13 gigs of content that could have been on this cartridge, and it wasn't held back because it wasn't ready at launch. It's 13 gigs you have to wait for to download, purely because the publisher was put in a position where their options were charge more for this multi-platform game on this platform, or take 13 gigs of the game and put it as a de- as a separate download. And that's a, that's a concerning situation for me to see this early in a system's life. That oh, no, yeah, yeah, publishers, that, that I totally agree Publishers are already being put in this position and deciding, rather than spend the extra 10 quid per cartridge to um, to put the whole game on the cartridge... This cartridge is unusable unless you download 13 gigs of data. At which point, why are you not it's, just downloading the yeah. full game? It's publishers putting the onus on the customer again. Uh, yeah. to, to, it, it's their job to... Um, what's, what's the word? It's, it's their job to wallpaper over the cracks in the industry. Uh, the end user. When they, like you said, they could have they paid for more. So, so it's... It's kind of a fault on on both sides there, because it's a fault of any publisher that decides, you know, fuck the customer, we'll make them pick up the slag. And also, just the fact you've got to pay more for a cartridge that can do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, reeks of Nintendo having come up with a format change, just to be different, and are now having to retrofit the problems with them being different. It doesn't surprise me that they switched to proprietary cartridges, because with a system they wanted to be portable... They didn't want to repeat UMDs, which makes an awful lot of sense. It it was going to have to be cartridges for a handheld. And I think where the issue for me lies is that one of the things that ties into this is Nintendo has a remit where they require there to be price parity between retail and digital releases of games on their platform. 
which means that because the the increase in cost on the Switch for games is because of the increased manufacturing cost, developers don't have the option of being like, yes, our physical version's £10 or $10 more than the PS4 and Xbox One versions, but if you buy it digitally, it's the same price as those platforms because we don't have that manufacturing issue. Because they, re- if you release a physical version, you have to release the digital at the same price, which is Nintendo doing things because they're Nintendo that are just causing them some issues in terms of price competitiveness. Yeah. So it's yeah. So what? What Switch games can I play on my plane? Um, okay, so ones I currently have that I've been playing on my travels. Fast RMX, I told you about earlier. Yep. Big Fast RMX. Big, fast, futuristic racing game. You, you switch the colour of your vehicle to, you know, use boosts of the same colour. Other than that, I've been playing I Am Setsuna, because I didn't get round All to right. that at the time, really, and... Like, yeah, I played that one, didn't care for it too much. It's, it's an okay, yeah. it's an okay RPG. It's, it's okay. Um, did you get round to playing all of the uh, Tomorrow Corporation games? So, World of Goo, Little Inferno, uh, oh, what was the other one? The Human Resource Machine. I've played Little Inferno, and and I've played some while like th- Those games never really kind of grabbed me. Ah, uh, that's fair. I was I was a big fan of two of them. I was not a big fan of Human Resource Machine, but um, uh, those... yeah, Little Inferno is the one I played the most, and it's like I got it, but that was about all I got out of it. That's... was me playing it for a bit, and then I was like, oh, oh, that's okay, fair. I'm I'm just pulling up the Switch now to see what have I got on there that you you've not been enjoying Binding of Isaac on there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm still gonna try and play it because fucking hell it was expensive enough yeah um i'm really annoyed that i bought the, the the bundle of all the launch games from gamestop and they have not sent me the physical version of binding of isaac and i want my fucking stickers <laughs> and i sent them a customer because they sent me an email saying your credit card was declined and i'm like but you already sent me the switch so you took the money so, so how and there's nothing wrong with any of my my payment methods and they haven't got back to me uh from from their customer service so So unless someone was trying to run a scam and and clearly failed i I don't know what that was about Um, but i ain't got my fucking eyes well the the other two things i've got on the switch at the moment that i've been enjoying uh there's a game called voez which is one of the handheld only uh games on the switch that is a music rhythm game where you do a bunch of like tapping and sliding and uh all sorts of things on the touchscreen in line with a bunch of Guitar Hero-esque um, lines. Sl- like, notes slide down lines on the screen and you have to, based of the, on the shape of them, tap or slide or spin them or whatever. It's got a bunch of music in it. It's very polished in its presentation. I've really enjoyed that. And then if you're doing flights... Are you doing flights solo? Or are you flying with someone else? Uh, I will be solo. Okay, well then Snipper Clips probably isn't going to be much good for you because that is mainly a co-op thing, the local co-op. But I don't know if you've played much of Snipper Clips. It's, it's a silly fun... Um... It's a silly fun co-op puzzle game where you take you cut chunks out of each other by like rotating and overlapping with another player then pressing a button to like cut that chunk out of them in order to solve puzzles and it's adorable and the puzzles are quite fun. So that's been a nice fun like co-op local puzzle game I've been playing but that's not much use for you in your flight. So there you go. That's that's my rundown of stuff that's on my Switch. 
All right, so first RMX it is. Yeah, that's probably the the one that yeah, might be yeah, of any yeah, interest yeah. to you. Um, Christ, I've, I have a funny like, story just, to tell you. I think it's sad. Where's my Skyrim? They said I could play Skyrim on the plane. That's what I was going to say. You could play Skyrim, but it's not out yet. No, no, it's not out yet. No, no it's. I'll I'll dig okay. my razor. Whatever they called Razor Edge or whatever it was, they called that fucking tablet <laughs> console thing. What? I'll dig that out from somewhere. What? I'll can I remember on that? What was your story? Can I tell you, you a funny to tell story quickly? Yeah, tell us your story. Okay, both of you wanted to say a story. No, no, no. Oh. I was saying Gavin has a story. Do you want to tell us your story, oh. Gavin? Um, oh, it's... yesterday okay, on yeah. on the Mass Effect Reddit, uh, the top post was uh, someone had named their armor. Each piece of armor after a line in Commander Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 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 one singular song that you ever made. The only one I ever made, and in the comments, people were talking about Podquisition and how I've. Um, it, it, someone said I had what was what's the word for when you re oh denounced the song? I wouldn't go as, as strong as denounced. I don't denounce the song. I no, just find you it hard just to enjoy you just wish that there were more songs I, than just that that people were like, oh, you made that song. Well, there are. It's just it, it happens rarely these days. But when it doesn't, like yeah. But but no, I don't think people well, are stupid for enjoying the song. Well. I, I'm I, really I'm really glad people still enjoy that song. It's just hard for me personally to enjoy it. That's all. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I think it's a good song. It's it's a, it's a got a great tune and everything to it. It's a, a very good uh, piece. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's but a I fine can see song with it being it yeah, and I could see it being you know one of your earlier ones, one of your more famous ones, and just one that you but know it's isn't not, it's as like, it's my eleventh most viewed video, I think. Yeah, if mm. even that. And and, <laughs> and and I especially get it as someone you know because I've had popular things that that I know I've got better work. Yeah, that I feel maybe deserved to have gotten mm. that over what people did find popular and latch on to. Yeah, um, so I, I totally it, get it. Yeah, I think it's similar to how Radiohead feel about Creep. You know, that, <laughs> probably. They, they, That's they, I don't know how a lot of bands. Although feel. they probably hate that song a lot more. I mean, I don't hate Commander Shepard. I just don't particularly think it's yeah. as mm. good as later stuff. I mean, know? Radiohead couldn't hate a song more than I would hate a Radiohead song. <laughs> yeah. So I'm only joking. I like. I I really don't listen to Radiohead. I've got no fixed opinion. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> um, apparently, apparently, REM despise shiny happy people as well, which. Which, which I is think is irony. terrible because I love that song. I think it's brilliant. My heart was broken when Jarvis Cocker said he hated misshapes, mm. which really? isn't actually a famous song. Like, you why, know, why all would that he hate famous that song? song compared to what they were. I don't know. I, I think he said it made him cringe or something. Um, I wonder but as it... it was a song about outsiders and everything, and as someone who grew up an outsider, I, I, I found that song very inspiring. Um, yeah. And. and and it's got a great tune to it, a great beat to it. Uh, but, yeah, it... it mistakes, mistakes. Yeah. Raised on a diet of broken... First thing you hear on... First thing you hear on their best album is that line. Yeah, it's it's such a... Like, it's su- it's my favourite pulp song. And you'd think he'd have been, you know... I don't know if he ever has, but you would have thought you'd have heard more about him expressing distaste for common people or yeah. This Is Hardcore, which were the two ones that sort of... Uh, really gain traction in the world, uh, mm. but Miss Shapes apparently that's the one he. Uh, wow. I was told this from because a friend of mine is a huge Pulp fan, like massive Pulp fan. I went with him on their uh, their last tour they did as Pulp, and 
yeah, he told me that, that Jarvis Cocker just does not like misshapes, which I think sucks because I genuinely, genuinely really like misshapes. I didn't yeah, play I think the it's music one of their best songs. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no, that was a different podcast. What happened to the Sorry, different I just realised I hadn't... I didn't start. I, I I thought I didn't start the last podquisition with Ed Furlong's "People Are Strange," but I realised you know, I'm posting that spin-off Doctor's today <laughs> with that. So that's what I got to do today. He, Instead of forgetting something, I just reminded myself to do something. He could. I mean, generally, I can see how he might find one or two of the lines he wrote in that song cringy, like the one that um, when he's like, "They think they've got us beat, but revenge is going to be so sweet." Oh. I think that line almost <laughs> hits like Muse, Matt Bellamy levels of shitty uh, lyric writing, but not quite. That's that's and that's as that's as someone that loves Muse, but Jesus Christ, some of Matt Bellamy's lyrics are just so top some level. Some of them cringe. are low. They're more cringe than rhyming. Commander Shepard. <laughs> um, so we got a bit of news. I'm curious what you think about Gav because it's the thing about the yeah. Witcher. Um, yeah. Oh, I saw this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was an interview this week with the, the creator of the Witcher books, who, uh, there's a couple of parts to it. He laments his stupid decision, and that's his own words, his stupid decision, uh, to shun initial offers to get a revenue share from the Witcher games. He went uh... for a single, like, a single one-off payment. He didn't think the games would ever amount to anything, and he declined the offer of a revenue share. Uh, so that's a. Th- I, can a I thing? just quickly say? Um, I just quickly say, like, like, even if you think something's not going to be successful, if you are signing a license for your life's work, get that drip feed revenue share. Like, don't just go for the. Love I'm surprised song. that he didn't have enough sway to get both. That's what that's what surprises me about this story. Well, yeah, to, like, to be fair, like, with the books that big of a thing before they got picked up. Um, and made into games. I think they were very popular in Poland. Yeah, yeah. it it seems like he he for whatever reason he just made the decision between the two of yeah I'll take a one off payment and now he regrets that decision to not go for a revenue share. But the mm. other thing that ties into this is he is really not a fan of the direction the games went. He he talked about it this week. He is very much of the oh. opinion that the games did not stick with his vision for that universe and. Um, to be honest, that's what you get for selling your life's work, is that the people that buy yeah, it might yeah. do something different with it. you got to yeah. let go. Like, that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's If you want 100% creative control over The Witcher, you don't sell it. And, and that's I wonder, such an easy right? thing to say in hindsight. I've signed, you know, some agreements I've regretted before. Um, it happens as a, as a creator. Uh, but at some point, you've got to kind of just say, well, I put pen to paper and... I said these guys could could make these games based on my work and, yeah. and that they've done or you, that. Or you could just do a George Lucas and completely demolish and destroy your own vision before anyone else gets a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just burn it all to the ground and then uh, let someone else try and rescue it. I, um, I wonder, was there an executive in CD Projekt reading that interview, right, and seeing the first part about the royalties and like, oh, man, yeah... Maybe we should, like, you know, sort something out with him. And then reading the next part of him going, yeah, they did a crap job. And then being like, nah. <laughs> yeah, instantly just hit discard email draft. Yeah. We're done. Um, it's not. Like, I feel for the guy. I feel I feel for the guy. The idea of having, you know, this baby you've worked on 
wrested from you and brought into the popular culture in a more international way than your your work did yeah. uh, and effectively define what the witcher is to a lot of people uh, and that that definition clashes with what you as the creator defined it as i i am totally sympathetic to the frustration but welcome to the world of adaptation yeah uh, that that is you know part of it at least he uh, acknowledges we're lucky as he yeah he acknowledges oh, he only has himself to blame so yeah well there we go i mean w- we as an audience are lucky that the adaptation of the witcher turned out to be very well at least you know most of us um myself included genuinely loved the witcher 3 mm. and are really excited about the future of the witcher series so it worked out well for us in the world uh, and it, it is a shame that the uh, the original writer himself is not on board with that. It, it sucks, but uh, it's not something that, you know, is cutting me up. Yeah. Um, so we have a couple of quick fire things to just rattle off before we're done. Um, Destiny 2 got announced, and currently all we have is a logo that is the word Destiny and the number 2. So Well, there's more to it than that. Is it's there more clear, to it? It's, yeah, well, I was looking at the picture, and it seems to me like... Um, the sphere, like over the city, behind the two, and everything's burning. That seems to me like your uh, place where you spent most of the game in Destiny is going to be under severe attack. So that's a, a oh, thing that okay. looks that's, interesting. That's a thing I didn't pick up on. I guess I should probably hand over the game journalism hat to you, Gavin. You're clearly better. At <laughs> I'm going this to than be me. doing. I'm going to be doing a very, some would say, unnecessarily deep analysis of this picture today after we're done recording. Make sure to mention uh, I, how the two is spaced. <laughs> oh, God. I'll, I'll be going into every... This is a deep dive. I'm going to be bringing you the deep, deep cuts of, of this logo because there's just so much to dissect. Um, I could spend all day uh, to, and, and, and will be spending so much time <laughs> talking about all I have to say about Destiny 2 is I hope Bungie learns from their mistakes the last time because I didn't hate Destiny but the one thing I think of with that game is wasted potential yeah there's a lot of things that could have been good but just didn't pan out so just like yeah. t- take on board that criticism please um, it looks like the next Call of Duty is probably going to be in World War 2 it's not surprising after, you know, Battlefield 1 did Battlefield well, 1, and yeah. it's like, hey, old, old running shooters back. are good to I go said back this. to. I said this last year, whatever Call of, whatever, like, Call of Duty was in uh, production last year, you know they got an email from Activision saying, you're yep. reskinning it right now. <laughs> yeah, make it our old Get rid one. of your robots and make them into, like, big green tanks. Um, so, yeah, that was from some leaks that have been going on. It seems like that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, Dark Souls 3's final DLC has either just been released or is just about to be released. Um, oh man, yeah. more shit to play. I know, more shit to I play. I can't keep up with all this I, good shit. <laughs> I want to jump into that, but that's a, that's a thing that we need to get around to probably. I suspect yeah. Gavin's going to have a bunch of thoughts on that. I will get around I'm, to it. I'm, I'm nowhere near eventually. ready to play that. <laughs> you got too much other shit on your plate. Yeah, if it's going to be the last Dark Souls content ever, which it's rumoured to be, I'm not, no way I'm rushing that in between Mass Effect and Zelda and every other good thing that's that is That is totally fair. Uh, and the last bit of news that I had on the thing was just, you know how there's been that, is there an issue, is there not, with the left Joy-Con on the Switch? 
Uh, Nintendo finally acknowledged it because they worked out how to fix it, so they're now going to acknowledge it. Um, apparently it's not an issue with every left Joy-Con, but some of them have a manufacturing variation that causes an issue. Uh, new ones being manufactured basically have a small piece of insulating foam that stops the issue happening. And if you're having issues so... with your left Joy-Con, basically send it to Nintendo. They'll put a bit of foam around the Bluetooth transmitter to stop it having an issue. It, it won't stop it being shit, though. Oh, <laughs> worst console ever. Fuck the Switch. No, I mean the Joy-Con. I... I just think the Joy-Cons are shit. Again, the Joy-Cons are really nice controllers if you've got small, dainty hands. The Switch is a Joy-Con, because I expected joy when I bought it, and I feel like I've been conned. <laughs> I... <laughs> well, I... I, I like, I'm joking. I like the thing, so you're wrong, and fuck you, Jim. Off you, off you go. I, look, I'll say this. Right now I'm in the exact same position I, I've been in with the PlayStation Vita for, like, how long's it been? Like ten years. Uh, I love it as well. The same thing as the Wii U. As a system, I like it. I would like it to do well. Mm. Right now, like I, 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 I put it on once. I think since uh, I beat Zelda, and that was to try Binding of Isaac and not like it very much. Um, I want excuses to turn it on, and I'm already. I'm not getting them, and I don't feel like I'm getting them soon. Uh, that's the problem, because I've, I've said, like, I don't need a big launch library, but I want a nice... I, I want evidence that there's going to be a drip feed of titles coming. And outside of Splatoon, and maybe Mario Odyssey, the rest of it... Like, ARMS? I'm not pumped for ARMS. No, I'm not pumped for ARMS. Like, I'm looking forward to Xenoblade 2 whenever that happens. I'm looking forward to... Yeah, there's good stuff uh, coming. It's just it, it's far flung, and right now would be an excellent time for them to maybe I don't know uh, do something with the hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of NES and SNES and other system games they've got stockpiled. What you mean? Sit on like dragons on a pile of gold like they're you mean, fucking Smaug. You mean temporarily getting one isn't enough for you, Jim? It's, well, they it's don't even, not, if they I'm being perfectly honest. They don't give you the temporary one. You can't get your temporary one yet. You know what? I, the, the, the sad fucking thing is, given what we learned last week, before tomorrow I could probably crack that fucking thing wide open, load it with tons of really cool games, and then have plenty we've, to we've do already, We travel. talked about it last week. People have already got Ocarina of Time running on it. Like People are yeah. cracking the thing already. Um, Why would so... you do that though? When you can just like, if you're that savvy to get it running on the thing, why not just play it on PC? Um, because because I can't bring my PC on a plane. Exactly. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, it's, good it's, point. remember it's a handheld. Derp. Gaff. Brain fart. Uh, um, I, but yeah, yeah, like like I, um, I used to run some uh, old games and stuff on the Nvidia Shield, mm. the, the, the proper old Nvidia Shield that I've still got. Um, I, st I loved that thing. Uh, they turned. They ended up just turning it into another generic tablet. Mm. But the the handheld controller with a screen thing was I thought was adorable. Um, God, I might I might recharge that and, and play on it again because it was fun. It was it was a stupid fucking thing and way overpriced. But yeah, I 
I've, I maintain a soft spot for the original Nvidia I, Shield. I wish more multi-platform things were coming to the Switch because there's stuff I've been reviewing this month that I wished I could take on the go with me, and yeah. that I'm annoyed well, I is, can't. This is one of the big problems with the Switch is they've done it again. They they did what they did with the Wii U. It's it came out already outmatched by the other stuff. So a lot of third-party developers, especially in an industry that is so, to its own detriment, graphics-focused, um, it's not that I agree that visuals are everything, but the AAA game industry says that visuals are, if not everything, a huge part of the experience. In, in, and they, in, they're in not going to actively make are. their games look worse. In certain games, they certainly are a huge part of the experience. Well, oh, I mean, they can be. I um, mean, hori- and, look at Horizon, that... The visuals in that game are a huge talking point, and rightly so. Mm. So yeah, and no, no game that's making a horizon is going to want to effectively, you know, t- to use the parlance of the game or yeah. uh, downgrade uh, yeah. the 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 experience, the visual experience for the Switch. Well, um, and I don't mean don't just because do it's pretty. For... I mean because the actual feelings you get while fighting things in that game, when you see this big giant flaming fucking bull thing charging at you it's genuinely yeah, yeah. the animations scary. and the sparks and, and everything the effects it's all part of it and yeah. we see this already with how some pc games come out um like, like it doesn't the opposite way is true as well yeah. um they don't want to upgrade something for pc uh when it won't look as good on uh consoles so they kind of do what you know what they call console parity um some developers don't do that and actually give the pc version a, a better spit shine but a lot of companies don't want one version out there that looks well, worse than the, the others the the issue i've been having i can't talk specifics about this game yet but just like there are games that would run on the switch that it like i wish the switch was getting those kind of games just gonna say persona 5 that has a ps3 port i would totally want to play that kind of yeah. obviously not talking about that specific game i would love to play a game like that on the switch where it's Hey, here's my big RPG that I can play on the TV, yeah, well, and here's my social bits I can be doing while I'm on the go. They've got an SMT coming, yeah. but again, it's, it's coming, coming up. Like, there, there um, are... There's going to be some great RP, like like JRPGs coming to the Switch. That's yeah. cool. Uh, sure, as surely who something JRPGs... like um, surely something like Near Automata could run on a Switch, could it? You would yeah, think. I would love to I start mean, seeing I mean, those ports. It probably have performance issues when docked, but uh, it's not a particularly intensive game. You could you could probably put that on there, um, but you're not going to see it on there because I feel like we're in the same holding pattern the Wii U was in, where a lot of third party games aren't coming there because they're just too visually advanced, mm. and people want to put it on the more ubiquitous systems, the PS4s and your Xbox Ones. Um, and because they're not doing that, the third parties that could be putting stuff on the Switch are thinking, well, it's a bit of a wasteland. I don't think I want to contribute to a wasteland, and they won't do it either. So Nintendo is yet again, I fear, in this situation where third parties are just not got, not going to want to play with them. Um, which... The the way in which history is repeating itself here is staggering because 
people saw the big list of third parties who were working with Nintendo and were like, oh great, the Switch is going to solve Nintendo's famous third party problem. They forgot they did the exact same thing with the Switch, uh, the Wii U. They put a big list of third parties working with the Wii U and look what happened. Yeah, it's... The Switch is selling well out the gate and my only hope is that if that if those that set of sales can persist long enough that we start getting some of those Wii U ports that sold, you know, didn't sell well because they were on the Wii U, start shifting more Switch units. If it can just by its month-by-month first parties over this year keep its sales up, it might look attractive enough to start getting some third-party support, but it's going to be probably a year before we have any real idea of whether this thing has third-party legs or not. And it's going to be a painful year waiting to to learn that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's it. Like, like I don't, I don't want to end this show bumming out on the Switch again. I really do want to like it. And I said this about all the other fucking systems. I said this about the PS Vita. Uh, I said this about the Wii U. Like, I, I, I want to. And, and I probably will bring it with me on my trip. But something tells me I'll probably just sit on the plane listening to podcasts because pulling it out to not play Zelda just doesn't doesn't speak to me. Um, if anything, my primary... Uh, reason for bringing it out would probably just to be make someone play one two switch again with me for five minutes until I cringe so much from making eye contact with someone while doing awful things <laughs> that I don't want to play it anymore. And and on that note, we finished the show. Woo! Yeah, woo! <laughs> That'll do. We we Laura, can you tell us about your me, stuff? Me and my stuff. Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. You can find me at Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on Patreon, that's what pays the bills. Laura K Buzz on YouTube, Laura K Buzz pretty much everywhere. Other than that, let's play videogames.com and this week you can see me on the Gymquisition, where within a day or so I think of this podcast going up, my Persona 5 review will be up on the Gymquisition. And then yes, uh, thegymquisition.com. Thegymquisition.com. Yes, thegymquisition.com. I should. I. I. For a moment, I was like, did I forget a segment? On no, the no, show? no, no. Sorry. Well, the Gymquisition uh, uh, website, the place that publishes yeah. reviews as opposed to your editorial whatnots. Uh, yes. Y- yes. Y- um, you're reviewing Persona Five for yeah. me. Uh, quite. Grace, graciously, thank you very yeah. much. It, it really did get me out of it, my hole. It saved um, you putting 120 hours over two weeks into a game. Yes, <laughs> which yes. Uh, uh, having having a budget to be able to to get freelancers to take some weight off of me has just been wonderful. Yeah, so um, especially at the moment where I've been juggling games and and this travel thing. So yeah, that that yeah. has been just like the last few weeks of my life. So you can read that very soon on thegymquisition.com. Other than that, I just had a thing up on Polygon about trans stuff in some AAA games, and I'm probably going to have another thing on Polygon super soon, because I'm working on a thing that I'm really excited about, involving some behind-the-scenes dealings on how some Bioware games came to be. So yeah, that's my things. Nice, exciting week. Uh, And Gavin, the man of the musics, what can we know about it, please? Miracle of Sound on Twitter and Miracle of Sound on YouTube where you can see my Horizon song, which is the latest one to come out. 
and is doing very, very well. It's the biggest, fastest grower I've had in a long time. <laughs> yeah, big, fast and, grower. <laughs> <laughs> and that one's worth checking out because it's um, not me singing it. It's my friend Sarah who has a beautiful voice. So check out that one. And It was very good. Sadly, I still can't tell you yet what the video game I'm working on is. It's, it's supposed to be getting announced this week that I'm working on it, but I'm just waiting on that to happen. So it might have happened by the time this goes out, but probably not yet. So next week, definitely, right. you'll know what I'm working on. <laughs> soon we shall know. Yeah. Soon, soon. Okay, so this episode is, uh, if everything went according to plan, airing a day early <gasps> because... Uh, as I say, I'll be in Seattle for a few days on business, slash plizior. Um No plan. some people have asked already, because I did mention it on Twitter last night, but there are no plans for any sort of meet-ups or anything, uh, just because this travel organisation was so last minute, uh, and, and a lot of uh, things fell into place literally last night. Uh, if, I, I, it, last night was the confirmation that I was actually going, so... Even if there is something, it might be an off-the-cuff, I am in this bar at this time for however many hours turn up, maybe. Um, yeah. Considering I did that, like, with an hour's notice and ten people showed up in the middle of Atlanta, um, <laughs> I could probably get a fun little drink going, but no guarantees. I may be too... If, if you do it. tweet something out, me and Laura will hop on, on a plane. Well, there we go. Um, bring your switches, and we can all link them up and play one, two, switch together, and have the worst day of our we lives. We can all pretend to eat invisible uh, sandwiches and jerk off. I mean, uh, milk cows while people yeah. watch. <laughs> it's a lot of jerking off in that game. It's the eye contact bit I don't like. I mean, I, I, as a socially anxious person, god damn, do I hate making eye contact with someone the, while also having to do the, humiliating. The worst things. was doing it at the press event where the people that were like running the event were like, no, 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 don't look away. You have to look your friend oh. in the eye oh. while you make the jerk off Fuck motion. <laughs> Awful. Um, okay, that'll do it for this week. Thank you all so much. Uh, Thank you for your support, thank you for listening, thank you for doing, you know, ratings, reviews on iTunes, or whatever you want to do, just, just, you know, the show does really yeah. well, it'd be nice if it did even better, so, all your support is always welcome, and we will see you next week, usual time, it won't be a day early next week, so, you know, enjoy this while you got it, and, bye! 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 <laughs>